0: M is for marketing. M is for marketing.
1: Alright, we are back with another M is for marketing podcast with Derek and Justin from the Hard Media team, and uh, we are certainly excited to be back. we got some really cool topics for you guys today. We're going to switch up just a bit, still going to be focused on marketing, but uh, I kind of want to show a little love to the up-and-coming entrepreneurs, uh, the ones who just recently started their business, or the ones that are sitting in their cubicle right now, texting their girlfriend, texting their boyfriend that they're about to walk out and quit. They can't take it anymore. This is a special podcast for you guys, so I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, First of all, bear with me a little bit. Definitely a little sick. Uh, Sound like crap, but I'm going to give you my best effort. Let's talk about some entrepreneurship.
1: Got it, man. So first thing I want to talk about with you guys uh, is the importance of gaining experience before you jump in now i know a lot of the up-and-coming entrepreneurs a lot of people don't want to hear that i remember uh when i was you know still kind of battling back and forth whether i want to make that jump or not and i would hear that from time to time and and i would you know kind of i I don't want to hear that you know i'm ready i want to do it now i don't want to wait right especially the millennial generation the younger younger folks we we tend to not have that type of patience but the reason why I say that's so important is not so much to gain you know knowledge and 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 things about maybe the industry but there are certain fundamentals that come uh with running a business that you can get a lot of those fundamentals by being an employee uh fundamentals like how to handle a meeting or how to prioritize your day right those are things that you know we learned being in the management world before we jumped in. I think about when someone emails you, right? How to handle conflict. You know, when I was in my my younger days in my my career, you know, I would be ready to snap back, you know, an older supervisor or someone had to come and, you know, say, "Hey, you know, I know you you know you're you're hot right now, you're heated, but hey man, you know, we we want to handle this a little tactfully, right?" being being young if there was no one there to 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 tell me that i could have damaged the relationship and in the business world especially being a new entrepreneur you don't you don't have time to damage things so you know if you can gain some experience i'd definitely say try to do that before you jump in head first
0: yeah so i'm gonna take the corporate um concept in a different direction um still agree with Derek 100 you It's going to be extremely hard unless you have some unbelievable tech product or something that's going to sell itself to get out there without any previous corporate or job experience. But I'm going to take it in the direction of – it's a quote by Mike Tyson said everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And in the corporate world, you're going to get punched in the face and you're going to have to deal with getting punched in the face. And I don't mean getting your feelings hurt, but I'm talking about taking a big loss, right? Mm -hmm. Because in the entrepreneurship world, we take losses – As much as we get wins every day. There's wins every day. There's losses every day. And there's days when you already feel like total shit. And you take a loss that you didn't see coming. And you just there's a a part of you that's like, pack this shit in. I'm done. This was fucking stupid. Why did I do this? Why did I leave that comfy desk job where I really only worked four of the eight hours? And you're going to have to deal with being punched square in the face. And I think the corporate world, it might not get you 100% prepared for it. But it definitely eases it because when you're in those shoes as an intern or a young employee, you're gonna get some crap work, and you're gonna think you have a beautiful idea that's just gonna get crapped on in a boardroom. People, are, you're gonna get embarrassed in certain situations, and you need all of those losses to be able to build stairway, build a stairway up to success when you start
1: that business. Yeah, 100. percent And just to piggyback on that, you know, you're developing a you know tougher skin right you know because there's going to be so many setbacks so many losses but it's really how you respond and if you kind of throw a little fit you know kind of when I was talking about an email earlier with someone that maybe been in another department throwing you under the bus you know because not everybody wants to hold themselves accountable right there's a lot of deflecting going on and you know you're going to have situations like that so you really have to you know develop that thick skin know how to deal with the loss know how to deal with tough times persevere and stay with it and you know if you're going to invest a lot of money a lot of time jump off that ledge and start your own business at least you've already gained some of that experience beforehand so definitely something you want to you want to already have or be thinking about so
0: dare i got a quick question for you when was that moment when you were like okay corporate world i've had enough this just isn't for me i'm ready to launch my own business
1: Wow, that's a good question. So, I was already in it, and I was having a really successful time with this this current company I was working with. You know, I was. They gave me a lot of flexibility to innovate. There were, you know, systems and different things that I had, you know, participated and collaborated and implementing, and some of them were my own. So it was a great experience. So I started to get to a point where, hey, we've implemented all these systems, we've done all these things. Now nothing new is happening, I'm just maintaining it And I start to feel like it was just boring It was the same old stuff, it was just monotony So I'm thinking, hey, you know what, it's not boring You know, maybe I just need to make a little more money So, went and got a new job Huge salary increase for myself, right? Big increase, almost double in what I was making before uh, Month goes by, still shitty So then I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know what? It's the long commute, you know, I'm driving too far Maybe I need to get a new role and and something that's a little closer to 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 my house. Uh, went and got a new role closer to my house. Salary still great, still shitty. The moment that I realized was reflecting on all the excuses that I've made to make more money, to have a better commute. It's the culture, you know. It just hit me one day where it's like, dude, you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You you've always wanted to be someone. That can take ideas and run with them, and and you you never were a person that sits in a corner of an operation and and just does one thing. That's not how my mind works. So literally, after texting my girl nonstop, she's talking me off the ledge. Had a supervisor pull me in the room and tell me that I wasn't dedicated enough, and he was a hundred percent correct. And I remember something an old manager told me that said, if you raise your hand to sit in the seat, if you want the job and you raise your hand to take it, you have to be 100% responsible for everything. And if you're not ready to take that seat, don't raise your freaking hand. And I wasn't ready for that seat. So when he brought that to me, that was my time to say, you know what, you're right, I need to get the fuck out of there. And that's what I did. It was the best decision I ever made. I have to throw that question at you, my friend.
0: Uh, so my, my ex is a little different. Um, my wife will still probably kill me. I think to the end of my life, my wife will remind me that I uh, I left corporate America on the due date of my first child, so not exactly great timing, but what had happened was Derek approached me probably four months prior to me leaving, um, ballparking some ideas. He had already made the exit he was just talking about and we had some fun we kind of launched some ideas we're getting some things together all of a sudden you know we're we're merging into a partnership I'm still working at a company, and at the time, I really loved where I was working um I saw some trends and stuff that I didn't like in general, but I think it came down to this. Derek was super excited um ready to move forward and and I just kept seeing that i was I was terrible at structure um I don't do well in environments where there's no mobility left or right, where you can't make a turn. Especially in the marketing and tech industry that we play in, if you aren't able to make a turn quickly, you get destroyed. And I saw this dinosaur company I was working for just continue to make these same mistakes where they weren't making agile movements. Realize I'm probably a pretty shitty employee in general because, I don't know, maybe it might be the millennial in me, but uh, I, I like to think of me first, which is, Pretty good in starting a business. Pretty poor, especially in a leadership role when you're in charge of people. But uh, I think those were all the com- the combination of things of being a shitty employee, being in a company that I realized couldn't move fast enough to keep up with our current market, and really just wanting to do my own thing and being excited about this vision that Derek had for Hard Media. And then it was time to go, and uh, I left.
1: I have to I have to say that that story is 100% true. And I also have to throw out there the fact that he was working for this company and advertising hard media on his company, LinkedIn, which I thought was beautiful. It was a little insane, but I thought it was beautiful. Just want to add that (laughs) right there. So I'm going to go ahead and go to the next topic. Um, And this topic is for those guys that are overthinking everything that they're doing. Um, They have to study this. They have to go to this seminar. They have to get this book. They have to, you know, have X amount of dollars perfectly saved. It has to be this amount. Now, I understand the regimented folks out there that are very structured and organized because that works, right? You know, both sides can win. Um, But sometimes you do so much thinking to where there's just complete stagnation you don't move you don't you don't do anything at all And the next thing you know you've convinced yourself that the time isn't right so what I'm saying is you have to start where you stand sometimes you know do your analysis right you know you hate your job every day you're ready to move every day you've saved up money you feel confident enough to really make the move there's that point where it's like hey I know I'm confident but fear will set in and, and 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 you will not make a move and you will regret that. You will be 5 years from that point or you know 10 years from that point. You may have had children, you may have gotten married and life is just taking a whole different turn and you'll live with that regret. So start where you stand and I think that that's something that we did with hard media as he just mentioned, you know, had a had his f- first kid, you know, the day he decided to leave his leave his company. I mean, it was comfy. Um, but he started where he stood, and, you know, that showed the, the confidence and, 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 and don't be scared, you know, it worked out.
0: Like that. Yeah, so I think everyone sees the Gary V's, the Casey Neistats, these these guys who basically came from nothing, and they, they tell you to do it, to make the leap, make the leap, make the leap. And in the back of your mind, you're like, well, you already made it. It's easy to say now. Would you have said this shit, you know, Eighteen months into the grind, where you didn't think you were gonna make it, right? And me and Derek are in that there now. Not, not, not that we don't think we're gonna make it; we absolutely think we're gonna make it. But we're still on the daily grind. We're, we're not, you know, we're not millionaires, hundred percent. And so, I would say we bootstrapped this company with a few thousand dollars and some equipment that we we pulled together, and we made this thing work. And uh, what I truly believe: if you can take two people from two different elements come together the right time the right place and and just go then anybody can do it if you just have to have the right idea and and the mindset that you're not going to you're not going to fail yeah and i think the workload that Gary V and these guys talk about is 100% accurate um i didn't think it was going to be i thought they were full of shit being 100% honest i really didn't think Gary's working 80 90 hour work weeks but uh it it's unfortunately pretty true that you're working 6 7 days a week every week you're up at two in the morning. You're up till two in the morning. You're back up at six. But like back Derek said, it. I mean, you, you're always on the road. It just is, is what it is. But if you, once you bootstrap this thing and you start where you stand, and you don't take on a shit ton of debt, yeah, I think the sky's the limit. And we're gonna see the continued growth of entrepreneurship and small businesses in this country as more and more young people decide that they don't want to work for corporate companies.
1: Yeah, yeah. And just to piggyback on that is like you 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 have to take what your existing means are and make the most of it. Not everybody is going to get funded. I think we live in the in the in a in a tech era and an internet boom where a lot of these companies were getting funded. So when you think about the typical process to be an entrepreneur, you immediately start thinking about funding and how I can, you know, secure funding and it just doesn't always work that way you know literally taking your existing materials he had his existing computer his existing camera and my existing computer my existing camera media company so we produce a lot of content and literally started right there you know I remember going to companies you know asking them could we provide services for you know x amount of time we didn't have business cards we didn't even have a website established so you know it's all about the will it's all about you know the person you know ready to get out there and grind and sometimes you don't have all the bells and whistles but that's not always necessary man so you just literally have to start where you are right now don't overthink the situation and just kind of let your balls hang out if you don't have any balls you know let whatever hang out and just go
0: absolutely I think me and Derek have lived our lives by or at least our business lives Um, by a quote that Gary Vaynerchuk told Casey Neistat when he was starting a company called Beam Casey walked in asking for funding um, to start beam and Gary looked at him and gave him more money than he asked for after Casey said he hadn't really paid attention to the meeting and Gary looked at him and said, I'm betting on the jockey. Mm. I'm not betting on the horse, I'm betting on the jockey. And I think that so many people that have an entrepreneur mindset have that bet on the jockey mentality. Like, I'm going to make this work, believe in me. We had multiple companies in our in our start that really allowed us to get this business off the ground because if we wouldn't have had a couple of these people, one in particular, a um, couple guys uh, up in the Detroit area yeah. who bet on us when we didn't have yeah, much shit. of anything, yeah. and they literally said that we we're betting on the jockey, and mm-hmm. they gave us that opportunity that we you know that really changed our lives and our business lives, and we didn't have anything at that time. So understand that if you guys go out and you have that grinder mentality. There's other businesses who had that same grinder mentality that will see that in you and they'll bet on you. And then they'll they'll give you that service contract you need or they'll give you, um, they'll buy your product. So,
1: right. And and again, man, grinder mentality, man, if you guys, you guys have to understand, like, it it really is a grind. It's ugly. You have to be willing to, you know, have that type of work ethic and put it forward. Luckily for us, he has it. I have it. So it was no problem. We've been interns. We've had to eat shit, you know, for for companies making minimal dollars, doing a bunch of stuff. You know, and honestly, the people above us getting all the credit. You know, I remember you know, seeing emails fly around with all these corporate guys, you know, giving notoriety to someone that I had helped and someone that I had done a great deal of work for, and I've got no notoriety, right? But you just got to have to have that gritty mentality and just understand when you start your your business, you know, you're not going to get this funding most of the time that's going to give you all these interns and all this help. I mean, you're literally gonna have to beat anything and everything your business has to be. And you have to learn to sell yourself and be confident in yourself because we never would have got that contract in Detroit, which changed hard media forever. I'm not trying to exaggerate this. If it wasn't for him and I presenting ourselves as, hey, we don't have any company t-shirts. We look fucking poor, but we're grinders and we're bringing a, a quality idea. We're bringing a quality service to you. And they saw that. So
0: yeah, absolutely. So, big question. We've we been talking about the grind and the struggle. So far since we've done this, what's been the biggest struggle for you?
1: The biggest struggle for me is grinding my face off and not seeing the immediate ROI. Because it's human nature to be compensated, Period. Whether it's money, a pat on the back, bigger muscles, you know, the girl that you want. You've been putting in some time, some work. It's human nature. You know, there is a law, a universal law of compensation. And as a new business owner, you know, putting in the grind, doing all the work, doing all the shit that you're going to do to make this business grow, you don't always see that immediate ROI. And when you grind, grind, grind and do not see a physical, a tangible, a result that tells you you're in the right direction, that shit is hard.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but our business is set up as a subscription based business. So as we brought clients on, I know a lot of business owners, especially if new businesses don't bitch, they have no cash flow. You guys have no idea. You Usually, businesses will, will make money and we we'll be able to take the money they're making and reinvest it. We went months and months slow playing this. Granted, yeah, the back end has been beautiful, right? We're starting to see some of... uh that come to fruition, but the first three, four months mm-hmm. were a hard struggle because we didn't even really have money to be cycling back into the business at the time right so uh, Derek's hundred percent right that struggle is real. I'm actually say my struggle is a little different right um I've been struggling with this more of lately i don't talk to i don't talk to anybody right except for Derek, my wife well touch with most of my friends. The people in business, that, I mean, you have some sort of business relationships. But inevitably, they're not truly friends. And you end up on this island where, like, all you do is work on your business and hang out with your family. And then recently, man, just letting the business go to even be with my family 100% and not have, like, a phone or a computer on. That shit's been pretty difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm in, like, two stages. Like, I'm anxious because I'm not spending any time with my family. And then I'm anxious because like there's always something that could be done right there's always something i should be doing that's bettering the business and getting me prepared for tomorrow
1: 100 percent, and and we're we're not we're not young whippersnappers we're not too old but we've had we have families you know we have wives we have we have an established family household that you know needs our attention um, we want to go see you know go to our kids games we want to you know we want to do those things we want to You know, haven't seen, you know, the fiance, the wife all day long and we want to, you know, obviously, you know, live that life as well. So it is a serious balancing act and you have to be willing to make the sacrifices necessary to get this thing off the ground. I think what helps me sometimes if I'm always living a year or two out where I'm like, you know, hey, everything I'm doing is to secure this awesome future, secure this awesome situation and 19 in 2020 and i think that that gives me a little bit of hope and, and and gets gets me a little gets me to be a little bit more understanding of you know why when everybody's having tv time i'm pecking away at the computer i'm grinding out on videos i'm talking to justin about you know tomorrow's plans how does next week look what did we forget who's upset you know what do we need to make right you know what's going on with the accounting all types of shit you know and it's just a Freaking sacrifice, man. So whatever you do, man, you make sure you're freaking passionate about it, or it won't work.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Passion is gonna be number one with everything you do. Um, it's easy to lose sight of sometimes, especially when this shit blows up. Um, I think we're past it, but I think there's a couple times early on where both of us just hit walls that didn't, you know, they weren't the quickest to move, and it took the other one of us to like grab them, and be like, hey, let's let's go, and. What's funny is it's always the grind that gets you back, right? So mm-hmm. it's always getting back to the work. If you uh, ever lose track of what you're doing or why you're doing it or what the end outcome is, just put your put your head down and just work. Just work. Oh man,
1: that's <laughs> I, I'm not even going to add on to that. That's that's over with. That's it. Grind, 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 man. Put your head down, keep pushing. It'll solve all of your problems. Let me tell you.
0: I know we're getting lengthy um longer yeah. longer than we normally do but there's something I want to talk about man and I shouldn't be I shouldn't be bitter about this but it drives me a little crazy is like this entrepreneur this fake entrepreneur thing that we're seeing everywhere right um I don't want to hate too much but I think there's a lot of things that allow these fake entrepreneurs the opportunity to give people like us and like some of the people we work with a bad name, right? Like they take funding and they continuously just build new businesses, but they don't—they don't—they're they don't, not successful in any of them. So I, I have to ask: We see a lot of it. What differentiates a real entrepreneur from a wannabe entrepreneur?
1: Ah, uh, I mean, I guess the obvious would be. Someone that has a living business That actually has clients And is making some type of money There's there's traction there You know I see people Quit their job You know, get a logo Establish an LLC And they just wait around until money runs out And then they gotta go back to work But this whole time on social media This whole time amongst their friends They're at these networking events And they're just, they're, they're talking a good game I mean, now I'm talking, they're talking a good game I'm convinced that they have a real business But You can tell who, who who's doing something and who's not You always have to look for the substance You know, you always have to look at who's always at these networking events, who's always on social media talking about what they do, you know. Unless you're a big CEO that you've scaled like a mother and you have that flexibility, every business owner in the world is grinding their face off every day all the time and they don't have time for that shit. So I see the front. So I see that stuff going on. I know that you're not serious, you know. I see it right now on my on my LinkedIn feed, man. This is like a haven for the wannabe entrepreneur. It's, it, it makes me a little sick because I look at them and I know you don't have what it takes. I know you don't have that grinding. I know you don't have the stomach to, to get shitted on, the stomach to fail and have these temporary defeats over and over and over again and keep going. So, I, sorry to make that so long-winded, but... I don't see any clients I don't see any money being moved I don't see I see you more than I see business, so you're faking it
0: absolutely and I think you have to be careful as young entrepreneurs or I guess you don't have to be young but as a new business owner, you don't get sucked into these funnels um, I think we didn't we were lucky enough not to make a mistake because we saw through things, but I think me and Derek both go on vibes and our gut feeling a lot so we went to a lot in the beginning we didn't know where to be right we don't have clients we can only be knocking on doors so often sending emails all night so we wanted to be where other business people were and we kept going we went to some we went to some, uh, some networking groups we went to some some linkedin locals and all this stuff and really what we kept coming to the conclusion was that there yes. wasn't a lot of value I get why people do it, right? I, mean, I think it helps on that isolation island where you start to like at least have some fun and meet some people. But I think in a time when you have no time, you have to really see if you can justify these networking events. Because let's be honest, if you really need someone to find you an accountant, you have clients, you have other people around, you can you find a client you have the internet. Yeah, so if you really need someone to find you a marketing person, insurance, it's not hard to find. And I don't quite know if these networking events are really going to get you there, right? Substance is lacking. Exactly, and you're not going to get clients from these things. Number one, you will not get clients
1: from networking events. Very rare. I mean, it's funny because you, you hear people try to convince you that it's value because you ask them, "Hey, how's it been working for you?" Well, yeah, meeting a lot of good people and you know a lot of good relationships, you know, and you want to just cut to the chase, like, okay, well, how much money have you made? How much money have you saved? You know, how was your move? How was your business moving faster? How is your business more secure? You know, no substance, man. So I'm not saying, you know, we're not telling you don't go to these events, but that's a quick way to tell the one, the one entrepreneur or the entrepreneur that's really not grinding that hard. Hey, I, you know, I make about 50 grand a year and I ride my motorcycle. I'm comfortable, but I'm telling the whole world on social media that I'm this big boss, you know? So to us, that's the wannabe stuff. And, you know it gives us a bad name man because if you're not a pure grinder man i mean in the dirt every day making shit happen you're a wannabe
0: yeah we live in a society full of coyotes and not very many wolves 100%. so you want to be a wolf in entrepreneurship you don't want to be a coyote
1: no yeah not at all and i think before we go because we did make this a little long-winded we apologize it's something that we could probably talk about for another hour or two but uh if you're not sales focused, if you're not focused on sales as a new as an entrepreneur, I don't give a I don't give a shit if you're a new entrepreneur. Or old. if you're not sales focused, you've got all these tech, I'm organized, I got this equipment, I got this process, blah blah blah, but you don't have any meetings set up, you're done. And that's all I'm gonna say on that.
0: Yeah, sales cures all. Uh my favorite boss I had back in the corporate world told me one thing and in, in this world you see every business is a dog the dog has two functions He's to eat and he's needs to shit sales of that dog eating so if you're not eating and you're not producing something uh, all that stuff in the middle just pretty unnecessary doesn't matter so guys I think that's one thing we're going to leave it with we really didn't touch on any non entrepreneurial things uh, McGregor got beat we didn't see it coming that sucked
1: yeah, Hall State's the best team in the nation, but I think we kind of saw that come. Still a little scared about Alabama. Carter Five didn't listen to it, even though I love Lil Wayne. Um,
0: it's awesome. Go listen to it.
1: Yeah, even though I love him, I just kind of into this new thing right now, all the new artists. And uh, Jay Z's my favorite rapper, Lil Wayne's my favorite rapper, but I don't want to listen to him. Sorry.
0: All right, guys, we're signing off. Till next week. Peace is for marketing is for marketing is for marketing